Once again, you are listening to Equipping Kingdom Kids. My name's Becky Fisher, and this is a podcast for both spirit-filled parents and children's ministry leaders who are interested in raising a generation of boys and girls to walk in the supernatural power of God. This is episode number 20, Kids Ministry Volunteers and How to Find Them. Do you have trouble getting and keeping volunteers in your children's ministry? If your answer is yes, then keep listening because help is on the way. And if you're interested in hearing more topics like this for Spirit-Led Children's Ministry, be sure to subscribe to this channel and hit the notification bell so you never miss one of our weekly episodes. Now, not long ago, I asked a group of kids pastors on Facebook what their biggest problems were in their children's ministries. And by far, the number one answer was getting and keeping volunteers. So let's take a quick look at possible solutions. And be sure to listen all the way to the end because I'm going to tell you out of this whole list what I personally feel is the number one key to attracting and keeping volunteers based on my own personal experience. Now this is going to be in two parts. The first part, I'm going to give you three foundational guidelines you must have in place before you start looking for volunteers. Then I'm going to give you 10 ideas of how to actually find those volunteers. Now, foundational guideline number one is advanced preparation. When it comes to recruiting volunteers for your kids' ministry, there's actually a lot of advanced preparation you need to do before you ever begin looking for people. That's because people aren't going to volunteer just because you need them. They don't want to be a part of something that's disorganized and haphazard and looks like a babysitting job. You've got to demonstrate to them that when they volunteer, their time is going to be a great and meaningful experience. Now, here's a side issue. If you do not feel that your strongest gift is in the area of organization, then find someone who is gifted in that area. As the saying goes, staff to your weakness. If you aren't naturally organized, I bet you know someone who is. So bring them in as your partner. It could be your spouse or your best friend. Depending on the size of your church or kids ministry, just trying to organize volunteers can be a full-time job. So find someone who can help you with that so you aren't the one on Saturday night trying to find someone at the last minute to fill in a classroom because Aunt Susie called in sick. Don't try to do everything yourself. Now, if you feel like you need help in organization, type in the name of one or two people down below in the comments that you know who could probably help you in that area if you ask them to. Now back to advanced preparation. You need to sit down and evaluate all of the areas where you need help. Ask your existing volunteers for their input. A lot of times they know things you don't about what they do, especially if you're new on the job. Potential volunteers need clear and detailed descriptions for each position. That includes your where, your when, your why and what and how. Are there any positions that require physical expectations? Write all of those things down. Include any special skills or abilities that are needed in specific areas, as well as times and days and when you need help. People who volunteer are going to want to know exactly what they're signing up for. Anything that feels like busy work or babysitting or feels disorganized is an automatic turnoff. Foundational guideline number two, 
Be flexible in your expectations. It's very rare these days to find volunteers who have endless time to give and just volunteer for you with no limits. Like it or not, people are busier than ever before. And if you don't respect that, you're going to have a very tough time finding people to commit. So decide if there are positions that could be short term or ones that could be shared among a group where two or three people could rotate in and out of periods of time and that way everyone is satisfied. Now it's not the ideal situation but it's a reality of our current society. So as you approach people ask for a one month commitment, two months, three months. Let them know there's an end to the commitment so they don't feel like they're going to be stuck there till Jesus comes. You know what I mean? You may find it much easier to find volunteers by doing this. Then as people get involved in your ministry, you will eventually find those who will stick with the jobs permanently. Now, foundational guideline number three, have a clear vision. I can't stress the importance of this enough. People commit to a vision they believe in. So take this seriously. Pray about it. What is the Holy Spirit speaking to you about the direction of your kids' ministry? Without a vision, the people perish. Or we could say, without a vision, you're going to have trouble finding and keeping volunteers in your ministry. Now, volunteers don't want to feel like they're just filling a hole. They want to be a part of something meaningful that they will find in your vision. Now, I strongly suggest that you read my book, Redefining Children's Ministry in the 21st Century, A Call for Radical Change. It flips everything upside down that you thought you knew about children's ministry. So before you decide on your vision, read this book. A vision needs to be shared constantly. Just because it's in your heart and clear in your mind doesn't mean everyone else knows it too. Talk about the vision in your meetings, in your newsletters, your email announcements, because it reminds all of your volunteers of the reason for what they're doing. It's exactly like what Habakkuk 2.2 says, write the vision and make it plain on tablets so he may run who reads it. Make a big banner with your vision statement on it and hang it by the entrance of your kids' ministry so your parents and church leaders and volunteers can see it at all times. For instance, the slogan of our ministry is equipping boys and girls to walk in the supernatural power of God. When people hear this, they know they're going to be a part of something beyond the ordinary kids' ministry. Now, when you seek out volunteers, make sure they know what your vision is. Try to keep your vision statement short. Reduce it to a byline or a slogan that you can repeat quickly and often. Then create what's called an elevator speech. Now, what's that? This means you need to be able to explain your vision in a little more detail that you could clearly share in a short elevator ride or say around one minute. It should contain your slogan, but a little more specifics built around it. So these three things are your foundational guidelines to put in place before you start looking for volunteers. Now, we're ready for my 10 quick ideas of how to actually find help. And remember, be sure to stay all the way to the end because I'm going to share what I personally feel is the number one key to attracting and keeping volunteers based on my own personal experience. Okay, tip number one. 
the least effective method is making a generic plea or announcement from the main pulpit in the main service and or sending out an email or just hanging up a, a sign-up sheet somewhere. And, and human nature is to think when you do those things that someone else will volunteer and respond to do those things. Now you can make announcements from the platform, but you've got to be more specific and personal, which I'll explain a little bit more in a minute. Tip number two, don't sound desperate. (sighs) You must frame your search in vision and positive messaging. No one wants to sign up for a sinking ship. Tip number three, get student volunteers from the youth ministry. Now, not every position needs to be filled by a bonafide adult, and students or youth have tons of energy and usually time, and they love to help. Now on the flip side, look for help among your senior citizens. They have a lot of time on their hands and a lot of patience and love to give, and they're rich in spiritual heritage. Tip number four, ask your current volunteers to help you find others to serve with them if there's a need in their area. Everybody knows somebody that you don't know. And a lot of times people will volunteer when they know they can work alongside a friend and not feel like they're being thrown to the lions by themselves. Number five, don't forget the importance of praying for volunteers. You don't just want any warm body. You want people the Holy Spirit sends to you. Intentional prayer can result in people volunteering even without being asked. Your entire ministry should be bathed in prayer, but including especially the volunteer positions. Now we go into a lot of detail in this in my teaching, Evaluating the Church and Your Children, which you can find linked below in the description. Number six, ask parents to volunteer when they are dropping their kids off at your children's church. This is where it really pays to know people with certain talents or skills, so you can match them in the areas of their strengths and your needs, such as if you know a particular parent is a good artist, maybe they'll help make object lessons for you or create handout sheets, etc. Number seven, moderately to less effective methods are Facebook or bulletin inserts. So if you're going to use them, make them attractive, positive, vision-packed, and be specific about certain positions, including time commitments, limited commitment possibilities, and include your vision statement in every announcement. And it wouldn't hurt to add some touching testimonies of the children in your group that have been impacted in some way through your ministry. Number eight. When making announcements from the stage, make your vision and your spiritual goals your top priority. Again, people respond to vision and purpose and specifics. Mention areas, specific areas, so people get a good idea of whether or not they would meet your need. Number nine. Offer training and be sensitive to unspoken needs. For instance, many people don't want to volunteer because they don't want to miss out on the adult services. And of course, if your church has two Sunday morning services, that can be a solution. 
but I always made arrangements so that my volunteers were given free audio tapes of the Sunday morning service. Today, it would be MP3s, but today also many churches have online services already. So if they're going to sacrifice their time in a service, they need to feel they're not giving everything up and they can still somehow stay connected to what's going on in the adult world. Now, one more thing to keep in mind is a big reason why a lot of people don't want to miss the adult service is they don't want to miss the presence of God in those services. So make sure his presence is evident in your kids' services. Now, it's absolutely shocking to me how many children's ministers never even consider deliberately creating an atmosphere where the presence of God is felt and present. It is possible for you to actually have a greater move of God in your children's services than they have in the adult services. I hear about this all the time. And remember, kids want to experience the presence of God too. My leaders never felt like they were missing out on anything because we made sure that our lesson or sermon was packed with deep truths of God's word and we always took time to experience God's presence. Now, if you don't know how to do that, I highly recommend my teaching on how to bring kids into the presence of God as an MP4 download. I have it linked in the description below, so check it out. And number 10, the most effective method for finding volunteers is simply walking up to a person and asking them to serve. Now I said I was gonna share with you what I personally feel is the number one key to attracting and keeping volunteers based on my personal experience. And here it is in one word, vision. When your vision truly is inspired by the Holy Spirit and not just a well thought out idea that sounds good, you're going to be passionate about what you do. It's going to be a fire in your belly and the driving force behind every decision that you make. And people are going to sense when you're passionate about something. And vision bathed in passion attracts people to get involved. You have purpose that is palpable with a God-given vision. When I first got involved in children's ministry, our church was experiencing revival. We were seeing souls get saved. We were seeing people filled with the Holy Spirit. The worship was powerful and the revelation of God's word was rich. I loved every minute and I didn't want to miss any of it. So when God began stirring my spirit to take over the children's ministry, I really did not want to do it because I didn't want to miss out on what God was doing in the adult services but the Holy Spirit wouldn't let me off the hook. So I made the decision that if I have to do this, then we're gonna have a genuine move of God in our children's services too, because I refuse to miss out on what God is doing. And that was the vision and the fire in my belly that propelled me forward in my kids' ministry. Now, in all honesty, it took some time to get us to that point because I had no roadmap to follow. At the time, I didn't know any other children's minister who was doing this with their kids, seeking for revival. But I had to figure it out for myself and with the help of the Holy Spirit. But the vision, the passion, and the fire in my belly was my driving force. And honestly, I do not remember ever having a problem finding and keeping helpers in my kids' services. I pastored in two different churches over a 10 year period. And I don't 
I don't remember asking for volunteers. I, I'm sure I did, but I just don't remember that it was ever a really big problem. The only place that I had to recruit and ask for help was in the nursery and the preschool department. And once in a while, we'd lose a midweek Sunday school teacher in one of the classrooms. But my passion even extended to the little ones like babies and preschoolers. There were key volunteers who caught the vision and were faithful throughout my tenure. Vision gives you direction. Vision will inform everything you do in every area of your activities. And if your activities do not in some way contribute or reflect your vision, then you need to rethink them. Are you just doing things because you saw other kids' ministers on Facebook doing them and they looked like really good ideas? Or do they really contribute to your overall spiritual goals? Now see, there's another thing we could talk about at length, but we're out of time, but it's spiritual goals. Do you have spiritual goals for your children's ministry? Someone has said, if you aim for nothing, you'll hit the target every time. Your vision should naturally cause you to have specific spiritual goals for the children in your ministry. Now, I talk about this at length in my School of Supernatural Children's Ministry, which I highly recommend if you truly want to go to the next level in your children's ministry. And that too is linked below in the description. But for now, thanks for listening. I hope this has helped you and go find some awesome volunteers. To see a video version of this podcast, go to youtube.com slash kidsinministry. To take advantage of any offers mentioned, please email us at kidsinministry at yahoo.com and mention the number and the name of this podcast.